You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to The Uncommon Podcast, where I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Philip. Hey, hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. I always love to just kick the show off with a random question. It's not random. It's intentional, but a question to Philip that he has no idea is coming. <laughs> so, Philip, yeah. question for you is, what is one thing that makes you very uncomfortable? Is, mm. it, is it unforeseen questions? <laughs> No, you do uh, no, good. You no, do no, good with that. Not, those are not. That does not make me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, what does that say about me? But I would say when I don't feel like I'm in control. Okay. I do not like that. Can you get more specific with that? Well, I would say the last time I was super uncomfortable was at that Ragnar race. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my my good old buddy uh, was like giddy watching me be uncomfortable. Squirm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marco like couldn't get enough of it. He's like, I just am eating this up, which allowed him to actually probably be a little bit more like Lucy. Like, uh-huh. okay, because Philip's out of his comfort zone. I totally was. There was kibos. There was tents. Nothing was what I understood. Like everything was just weird and foreign. Foreign, yeah, yeah, and it just felt out of control. Nice. I just didn't. I don't feel comfortable around those. So yeah. Why do you think it's good for you? Like, what is it? How does it benefit you to? put yourself in uncomfortable positions. Oh man, that's where I I think most people grow. Yeah. I was just talking about this with somebody uh earlier today and talking about what a joy it is to I think get out of your comfort zone is one thing, but like just be through a trial. Like that's biblical. You know, James chapter 1 verse 2 produces like be joyful in times of trial, produces endurance and character, steadfastness. But if you ever try to like, this is something that I'm really challenging myself as a parent is trying to not rob my children of things like that or, or give them opportunities to fail, to really understand what it feels like to be out of their comfort zone and what kind of growth you see there. Oh, I just think that's like where I have become a different person just in my like life. And it's been, it's been hard and challenging don't hear me that it wasn't easy, but yeah. I feel like I've grown so much in those times where I just feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And 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 being a person that is always liking to be in control, when I'm out of control, I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. And it kind of reminds reminds you like who is in control and that's God. And Absolutely. so it, it's like a time to put your faith in him. And yeah, you shared the verse of like rejoicing in all things and in trials and, and even I forget where it is, but it Elsewhere, I think maybe in Hebrews, it says like no one uh, enjoys like discipline when they're going through it. It's mm-hmm. painful, in fact, yeah. but afterwards it will reap a harvest of righteousness for those who are trained by it. So we're certainly not saying like when you're going through really hard things, like you have to be stoic or you've got to, no. you know, <laughs> pretend and have a smile on your face. Like you can feel the hardship and the pain and the sadness, um, but God can also provide us with this transcendent 
peace and this joy right. that only he can provide. And it's funny just thinking about the uncommon and what we're creating is like we are asking people to step out of their comfort zone and not know exactly what this weekend's going to yeah. entail. Oh, baby. So it's funny <laughs> that I hate it so much, but this is also something that I'd be like, I would totally pay for this. Yeah. Like somebody's going to be intentional with stuff we do and try to grow together and, you know, in doing something kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. It's crazy how I'd probably pay for that, but I also hate it too. Yep. And I think what was Love, tough hate. about me, yeah, with Ragnar is I didn't think it was going to be getting me outside of my comfort zone. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. And yeah. when it did, it was like really kind of like, like obviously Marco saw like the complete different continents that I had just in my personality. Yeah. Like, uh, you're uncomfortable. So like I was authentic in that. I was like, yeah, this isn't my deal. Like, yeah, you weren't trying to like fake it. Yeah. Really, there's no faking with Philip. You know where I stand. Sure. No, that's anyway. great. Yeah, I also said I'm uncomfortable when I, all of us are in, uncomfortable when we're not in control. And the reality is, is like we're in control of so little, little. in our lives. Yes. And so the example I had was like doing street ministry downtown, mm-hmm. just to people who are homeless or, um, you know, just struggling. And like it, it just I'm not in control. I don't know how people right. are going to respond. Right. I don't know if someone's going to reject us or be hostile. I don't know the words I'm going to say to somebody yeah. who is intoxicated right. at like 7 a.m. or struggling with mental illness. And so it, it absolutely is a exercise of like, God, you've got to do this. Like, give me wisdom. Give me the words to say or not to say and like how to just listen to people and mm. how to <clears throat> how to see people as Christ sees them and not just see the outward appearance of someone being disheveled and and dirty and down on their luck. But like, this is a person created in the image of God with just as much worth and like dignity that that I have. Right. And so, yeah, those make me uncomfortable, but I, like you shared, that's times where I've experienced the most, most growth. And I'll also say like, as the snow is falling outside on this December 15th day, I'm also very uncomfortable by the cold. Like there, okay. there are many, re- many, many reasons why I would never make it as a Marine. And being cold is at like the top of that list other than the fact that I'm a wuss in general. But uh, yeah, the idea of doing a cold plunge is something that is intimidating as well. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, this, so this show is called the uncommon podcast. As you know, our mission is to share and celebrate stories of men and women living uncommon lives and making an impact on others and, if there's one thing that traps most people into living common lives, it's that idea of comfort um, or just that comfort zone. What comes to mind for you when I say comfort zone or like living a comfortable life? Like what, what images come to mind? Yeah. Not stretching yourself to its your fullest potential in fear of you'll fail. So you just kind of stay in the place you're at. Uh, you don't put goals out that you know are going to be lofty. And if you do, you, you keep them internally. Okay. Yeah. You don't, don't like, share. You don't share them. Uh, you know that there's a higher calling, I guess, is the only thing I can think of. But you know you know there's a higher calling for you, but you don't reach out and go after it. And you're not using your gifts, your talents, your resources to its fullest potential because your fear, fear is kind of pulling you back. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about you? What yeah. You I wrote down a few things um, that I think just our culture esteems highly. And I don't think they're inherently bad things, but they can become idols. So just the idea of like being healthy, Mm. having a nice home in a safe neighborhood, avoiding certain parts of town. Mm. Uh, Again, like, yeah, not 
going downtown and doing ministry with with homeless people. Um, I'd say only associating with certain types of people, yeah. uh, people who are like us or have the same views. I think this desire for comfort has really been kind of thrust to the forefront in recent years just with all the kind of social, political um, unrest, um, very polarizing topics. Really um, I think financial security, so having like that, that number in the bank uh, brings a lot of people comfort, but how quickly can you lose that, you know? Right. Uh, whether you lose a job or just have some type of unforeseen expense. And then I'd say like from a faith standpoint, like living out our faith as long as it doesn't cost us like too much. Yeah, right. So I think that'll preach like, and I'm preaching to myself here, but like Jesus says count the cost. And at the end of the day, like that means like our very lives. Yeah, and I think it does start with something you just started the show as like understanding that we really don't have a lot of control, if anything. And I think that's something I need to probably preach to myself daily of like, Philip, you are not in control. Um, and I think a really good example of that is just your health. You know, you feel healthy, but I could have a large tumor growing inside of me right now, and I don't control any of that. And so understanding who does have control and then having a personal relationship with them helps me know that like his glory is bigger than mine, my will or whatever. So I want to be in line with his will, even if it does come to, I have a tumor growing inside my body. Now, is that ideal? No, but it could be for his story of how he Mm. wants to go impact other people. Uh, So yeah, but you're not as in control as you think you are. Right. Or like when you're starting to slide, speaking of snow, when you're starting to slide and like, Oh man, like you are, you're in control until you're not in control and you're in a bad place quickly. You realize (laughs) it right away. Yeah, for sure. So to kind of give the audience a little bit of backstory on comfort zone and kind of psychology around that, because you know how I love doing some deep dive into some research. So the concept, surprisingly, the concept of the comfort zone, it hasn't been around for that long. So the phrase, like quote unquote, comfort zone. What I found, it was coined by management thinker Judy Bardwick in her 1991 work, Danger in the Comfort Zone, in which she writes, the comfort zone is a behavioral state within which a person operates in an anxiety-neutral condition using a limited set of behaviors to deliver a steady level of performance, usually without a sense of risk, so i.e. playing it safe. So you you kind of touched on like not going after that next level for fear of, failure or yeah what other people might think maybe yeah. but yeah it's pretty surprising to me that like comfort zone has only been around since like the early 90s that's, I know. that's crazy i mean it's, it's been around for a while yeah but just not coined the right. old comfort zone yeah i'm aging myself i mean i was born in 89 so that's almost like 30 years it's more than 30 years so yeah while while researching this topic i read an article on positive positive psychology.com and i'll link that in the show notes if you want to Check it out. But it broke down several different comfort zones, which I found pretty interesting. So level one is just the comfort zone. So we feel safe and in control, maybe even bored. Uh, and that might mo- yeah, that might motivate us to step outside. So number the second zone is the fear zone. So we're overly affected by other people's opinions. And I think this is why it's so crucial to like you could touch on, like know and meditate on like who we are in, in Christ. Mm-hmm. So even just to share a few of those, like we're a conqueror in Christ. That's Romans eight thirty seven. Uh, in Christ, we are spirit empowered witnesses. That's Acts one eight. Uh, we are a new creation. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Made in the image of God. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, the same the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. 
Um, you know, we serve a God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than all we ask or imagine according to the power that works in us. Mm-hmm. That's Ephesians 3.20. That's a verse that I definitely hold dear. So in that fear zone, we look for excuses and we lack self-confidence. And a lot of people get stuck there. Yep. So moving on from the fear zone is the learning zone. I get zone. stuck there. What, you get stuck there? People, not a lot of people. I do. Yeah. Times. yeah. I think we all do. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Yeah, we need think we need like community around us to hold us accountable right. and to challenge us and push us mm-hmm. yep so the next zone is the learning zone so that's when we're kind of like acquiring new skills we're starting to find solutions to problems i want to ask you a question have you heard of the epidemic known as infobesity are you familiar with that no, concept let me just guess what yeah it go for it infobesity where you just keep researching and you never do anything analysis by paralysis is yeah the other one yeah right you nailed it okay 10 gold stars <laughs> so yeah it's just like the consistent consumption yeah. of information without like active application mm. and so i yeah. think when we're trying to move from our comfort zone and past the fear zone there is that season where we're trying to learn and figure out a game plan but there's also this concept like you said of analysis by paralysis where we feel like we've got to have it perfectly mapped out before we take that first step. Mm -hmm. But the counter to that is like, just take messy action and you're going to learn so much by trying things, failing, making mistakes. Right. Those are all good things to happen. I heard a statistic about social media. I don't know if it's a statistic or more like a statement, but some people don't do things because they have seen somebody else do it. Like climb that mountain. I saw on Ryan Garvey's feed, he climbed the mountain. I've seen the pictures up there. Like, I feel like I've done it. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, so like vicariously. Vicariously through other people's yeah. like pictures is kind of like, I'm not saying that's what this is, but I think a lot of times you're like, oh, I, somebody's already done that. It's like reverse FOMO. Yes. It's like, I did it because they did it. Yes. <laughs> or like, I can talk to them. Like, yeah. I totally miss. But I do think that is a lot of, you know, I think, like I think of like really amazing artists like Prince, or Michael Jackson oh, yeah. had like this, no, I need this to be perfect before yeah. this is rolling out. And maybe they had the flexibility and authority to do that. But like you said, like messy action. Sometimes I'm like, I don't care what we do, but let's start somewhere and let's run and see if it's wrong and we'll adapt. Yeah. But know that I don't know if this is right or wrong. So this could be bad. So <laughs> yeah. And there's a level of like calculated risk. Like right. you don't want to be reckless. And obviously we would always champion like being very prayerful and yeah. having You know, there's wisdom in counsel. So have at least one mentor that can can challenge you or be like, yeah, yeah, you should try it. Right. (laughs) But be mindful of this. Right. So the last zone, and this is the good news, is there's growth. So from learning zone, there's growth zone. So you're starting to find purpose. Uh, Maybe that is like in your career, you're stepping out, doing what really aligns with your passions and your core values, realizing your aspirations and pursuing and living out your dreams as you set and achieve goals. So yeah. Any reflections you have on hearing about those four different zones? I mean, I feel like I can picture myself in all four of those at times in my life. For sure. At the same time in my life. <laughs> like I feel like and it, it does kind of go down to your risk tolerance. I, t- I talk about this a lot, but what is your risk tolerance? What is your spouse's risk tolerance? What are you talking about? Like it really does matter. But I do think it's really powerful to have people, community around you to be able to help push you towards things and get you outside your comfort zone. Like we said at the beginning of the show, it there is growth that happens in your getting out of your comfort zone. So what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And how can you do it in a controlled way so over time you start getting used to like, God's going to meet me where, where I'm at. 
I can't tell you how many times I've been in conversations and I've had to just not close my eyes, but pray like, Lord, I'm in over my skis here. I have no idea what to say. And like every time the Holy Spirit has met me there and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It's been every time when I've like bowed my head, but not really, but said like, Lord, I need help here. Like, I don't know what to say. Um, and one of the powerful stories that one of the most powerful stories is, uh, one of my friend's wife was cheating on him and he called me and this was like many times he'd call me for hours. We talk, but this one he called and he was just crying. Hmm. And I remember like, he wasn't saying anything. (laughs) And that was the time where I was like, Lord, I don't know what to say here. Um, so I didn't say anything like there was nothing that God was prompting me to do or say. So I just kind of just stood there and then, or just kind of listened and about, I bet you a minute went by and I was just like, Hey man, I am so sorry. Like, you know, like just entered in with him and I didn't have anything great to say. And we're trying to like fix it. No, I didn't have anything. There was no fixing. There's no fixing at this point for, you know, and, and later that individual called me. He's like, Hey, one of the most impactful moments was when you were just quiet and you just listened and just said, I'm sorry. And again, that wasn't of my nature. Like we all know, we all know I don't need to come prepared. I have something to say, but in that time, I think that moment God really met me. And so from the course of many times, knowing that God meets me and will meet you in places of uncomfortableness for me, shepherding God's people. That's he's done that time and time again. So now I have a confidence. I can go in some areas that I'm like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I know what to do at that moment. And it's to humble myself and pray of, and even say, I don't know really what to say here. You know, so you're not like relying on your own wisdom or skills. Like, and that's, that's a great thing about stepping out of your comfort zone is it's so easy to fall into patterns of self-reliance, especially when life is going well and we feel like we're firing on all cylinders. It's just yeah. like pride creeps in so so sure easily. Does. And so stepping out in faith out of your comfort zone like forces you to really rely on God. And you can see that in so many stories throughout scripture. There's a, a book that I would recommend everyone reads. Have you ever heard of the book, Who Moved My Cheese? No. It's a great title, right? <laughs> it's like 100 pages and it's a short yet powerful book huh. that essentially illustrates like the danger and detriment that you bring upon yourself when you remain in an unhealthy comfort mm-hmm. zone due to like what you've touched on, the fear of the unknown. So, yeah. not only is it dangerous to stay where you are, but you also there's like a flip side of that. It's like you also forfeit the amazing blessings and experiences that are available only to those who step out. So like the story is about these mice in this maze and they have all the cheese that they can ever eat. And then one day it's just gone. And one of them is like, all right, I'm going to go try to find more. And the other one's just like, no way. Like, and just convinces himself like one day I'll wake up and that cheese will be back and it never comes back. And so he has to venture out and just kind of work through a lot of those doubts and fears. And actually sounds like an amazing book. It's a great book. Like if you struggle with stepping out, Mm. It will, yeah, it'll, it's a paradigm shift, so I'd recommend it. Good. And it's a super short read. Right. But uh, I think one one takeaway is like most of the things we fear, they never actually happen. No, they really don't. Yeah. Or if you really break it down, this is what I like to do. Like break down, okay, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen here? Yeah. Uh, and then kind of like put valleys or ditches in. Okay, what's the worst thing? What's the best thing? And like if I'm okay with the worst thing or like mm, the probability is pretty low that that's actually right. going to happen. Um let's try it, you know, like to go after the best thing, to go after the best thing. Right. Right. And it probably lands in the middle somewhere. Yeah. But, 
but really trying to say like, okay, let's put numbers to that or financial numbers, whatever it is. Like, because maybe that's 800 pound gorilla is only like a 30 pound gorilla mm-hmm. and it's a baby and it's pretty cute. <laughs> like, you know, you could have put it in diapers and <laughs> carry it around. Take that analogy way further than I thought you were going <laughs> <Yes>. to. <laughs> but I do think sometimes as I, I think the human brain will, if you don't want to do it, will justify things. And maybe it won't be as daunting as you think. Yeah. And that would be what my experience has been is like, it's not as, as daunting as you think. There's sometimes where it's like even worse than what you ever thought. But in that, it's a trial that you can be joyful of and you'll mm-hmm. learn. Right. You will learn. So, yeah. And I think that's like the most valuable thing. It's not even so much like, does the out, is the outcome as good as it could have been? You look back and you're like, man, look how much I grew and yeah. developed because right. I was willing to step out of my comfort right. zone and learn new skills and, try things and fail. And I, you know, I grew in my grit and my perseverance yeah. and my tenacity. And yeah. Some, I think a question is ask the listener. Do you feel like you grow more when things are going your way or when they're not going your way? Yeah. When you're in a trial and if it is actually, it's been a trial, although it's been hard. What's stopping you from stepping into some other <laughs> tranche to get you outside of your comfort zone to then yeah. learn and experience more? Yep. Yeah, I I definitely don't go looking for trials and hardship, but my mindset is like, how do I just combat this being comfortable by doing hard things? Yeah, right. You know, so right. Are, are you familiar with uh, getting into like the psychology? You've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. Yeah, we all yes. have. So just to go through those quick, because I think it sheds a lot of light mm-hmm. on this idea of comfort. To kind of quickly go through, the first level is physiological. So your basic needs of survival. So air, food, water, sleep. Mm -hmm. Number two is safety. So security of body, health, employment, resources. Third level is love and belonging. So family, friendship, even sexual intimacy. We can say that. Mm -hmm. Number four, esteem, self-esteem, confidence, dignity, respect of others. And then the fifth level is self-actualization, morality, creativity, problem solving, lack of prejudice, uh, the Mm -hmm. idea of like achieving your quote unquote potential. Yeah. As I kind of looked at this, I thought that my takeaway is like, I think comfort comprises like level two through five. I agree. It's not a basic need, but it's present in all the other levels. Mm -hmm. And especially in our Western culture, we definitely idolize comfort. Like, yeah, we're fighting for it. Yeah. Every day. So I wanted to ask you, like, what are some ways that the idol of comfort has crept into your life or just as you've seen in like people's lives? Yeah, no, I I can speak for myself, but. I feel like just the idol of, well, man, what can't I talk about here? <laughs> My work or like, hey, like, let's try to make things as simple as possible so everything's running really smoothly. Or even like my family, like, hey, let's don't rock the boat. Like, no, let's rock the boat and, and let's, let's get out of there. But my comfort is always like, let's just lay on the couch. You know, like, let's just not do things that are intentional because – that's easier and right. that's what we're trying to strive after. Not really, not really. Like yeah. it is and it isn't. So I think you have to constantly be combating this comfort zone mindset or this entitlement <laughs> that we have things and needed to be super simple. Um, but yeah, I can think of, I mean, every aspect of my life, I think I'm trying to make it easier. Then I don't know if that's really what God's asking me yeah. to do and things. So yeah. challenging myself of just like getting in really awkward conversations where I don't really know, 
praying to God to ask for give me wisdom, almost like, hey, help me be more mindful of the times that I'm fighting for comfort when I should be fighting for something else that are more desiring to, to the Lord. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I've shared before, like just my personal struggle of being resistant to being hospitable out of my desire to like keep my home a comfortable place for myself. And thankfully, I have a wife who's very hospitable and uh, is is really like setting the tone for us to open up our home to people. And and I know it's good. It's just it grates against my flesh, which is also a good thing. Um, and then just like, I think for a lot of us, TV and media just lulls yes. me into being lazy yes. or comfortable, comfortable like mentally. So like not reading or doing activities that like stimulate my brain. And like totally. that doesn't help me be do well in my work or yeah, like solve right. problems or like right. parent well. Oh man, <laughs> preach it. Yeah. I think this is fun because you've kind of challenged me for my birthday. I'm sure you had more thoughts. So I want to, no, no, no. Yeah. You're good. For my birthday, you got me, uh, the rite of passage. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, from milestones to manhood, I think. Yeah. that something manhood is in it, yep. but it's about taking your, like, he brings up the problem that we don't have a right to passage for boys to turn into men. Right. That's really the premise of the book. And so he's kind of saying like, we need to do this and kind of lays out an idea that he did in his family. And it's been really blessing for not only himself, but the boys that have been in his family that kind of grow up. Anyway. Yep. But it's kind of launched me into this whole, like I'm super excited. My son is turning 13 in March, 2023. Um, and so what am I going to do to right. start kind of paving this way? And so I'm, all in on this. So I have another book that I'm reading now, Intentional Fatherhood, I think. But it's, it's it's kind of a different slant on the same thing. It's like we don't have anything for the rite of passage. And the just chapter I just read yesterday was about Mormons have a really cool like playbook of bringing a boy into a man. Oh, okay. And he, he mentions that. And I was like, oh, interesting. And if you think about it, I didn't know kind of the backstory, but he did all the research. So I'll just tell you what he found, yeah. uh, that they have one year that they're doing kind of like the Old Testament. They're really studying that. Then they have a, the one year that they're only focused on the New Testament and a couple other books that are, are specific to Mormons. Mm-hmm. And then after that, do you remember what they do? They do like their, where they go out and... Yes. I don't know what it's called. Pilgrimage, the pilgrimage okay. or something. Yeah. Where they go out in twos, but they go to a, a city that they don't know. And by the time they come back, like that's kind of like now introducing now you're a man. Yeah. Which I was like, interesting. And so this author is trying to like, how do we craft that for Christianity? Right. And so. Because they're going into people's houses and they're talking about their faith. And like they don't, they don't even like serve the God of the Bible. I know. (laughs) So it's really fascinating to me about that. So I've been from that prompting of your book of like, Oh man, I need to stop being comfortable and start thinking about how can I be intentional about bringing my children up, my boys, my daughter into this culture where they are, they know they're a man. They don't need to go have sex or drink alcohol or smoke a cigar to know they're a man. Like, yeah. So that's something in my life. And they've had their father and like other men that, that are authority in their life and that they trust, like look them in the eye and say like, we, consider you to be a man now. Like that's so powerful. Like I can't think of a better gift other than like passing on my faith to my boys. I can't think of like another, a better gift that I could give them. Right. And what does it mean to be a man? Like, and and this is what the men in our family believe what it means to be a man. So there's a lot of uh, work that needs to be done and it's stepping me out of my comfort zone, but I kind of excited. about Yeah. I'm excited for that podcast episode where I get to interview you and is it Beckham? That's Beckham turning. Yeah. Yeah, That'll be sweet. Yep. 
yeah, I want to quickly touch on just some some ways that living within your comfort zone is like just dangerous or even unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and I'll share some and if you have any, like yeah. feel free. So and we've kind of touched on some of these, but there's in your comfort zone, there's no incentive to reach new heights or performance. So your growth really plateaus. Mm-hmm. Feel free to chime in with any of these. Mm-hmm. Your comfort zone breeds like fear or risk of failure. Mm-hmm. So we miss out on God's greater blessings. We can actually convince ourselves to like remain in places or situations that are actually like unhealthy or even dangerous. So I think of, I'm not a psychologist, obviously, but someone who's like in an abusive or like codependent relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So even though it's hurting them, it's like, it's what they know. It's familiar. And so they like choose to stay there, which is really sad. Comfort zones create unhealthy views of people in the world around us. We start to adopt like prejudice towards people or we just become cynical of like people Mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. They also just breed boredom in our lives and that can lead to like unhealthy outlets for stimulation, you know, drugs, illicit sex, drinking. And then, Comfort the comfort zone is really a dream killer. Like it isn't comfortable to envision or pursue greatness in your life uh, because it's challenging. It's mm-hmm. hard. Like it's right. drifting Unknown. through life. Yeah, it's drifting <laughs> through life with no real purpose or destination. But that's like comfortable because it takes no effort to do that. Absolutely. But it will lead to a very uncomfortable outcome. Yeah. And then I'd say most significantly, like comfort will prevent us from like flexing our faith in God. So if we're not obedient when God calls us to do something hard. We're actually depriving ourselves of experiencing his power. Like I think of, you know, Peter, he idealized, if he idealized comfort, he would have never stepped out on the water, you nope. know, and, and walked. So, right. You yeah. walked on water, man. Pretty sweet. Yeah. You sank, <laughs> but like you did it. You did it. Yes. <laughs> so I think there's such a pull when you first get married that your wife will never change. And then the statistic or the saying says your wife married you because she sees greatness or she sees potential. So I think for all the men that are listening, I'd challenge you to step out your comfort zone and, and work towards, you know, your spouse, your wife to keep evolving. Like, what does it look like for them to keep reinventing themselves as parent? Like mothering is just its own bear. Yeah. And it's sometimes like, I don't even know who I am. All I do is pour myself out to my, our kids. Like, so keep, I think, challenging yourself to step out of your comfort zone to let your spouse step out of their comfort zone and try to be unique in their new life mm-hmm. now and 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 constantly giving her an environment to do that i think is going to be one out of your comfort zone but two i think you're going to be god's going to glorify that yeah. in a cool way yeah phil to ask you like what would you say are some disciplines or tools that we can implement to get, get more comfortable with getting uncomfortable yeah I think goals are a good way, uh, communicating with uh, people that are around you, like your, your close inner circle. Hey, here's what I'm kind of leaning out towards. Here's the things that I'm the most afraid of. So here's my goals. Here are the things I'm most afraid of. And this is ultimately who the person I want to become. Yeah, that's uh, good. Is, is good. So all those three can like kind of triangulate with people that know, like, and love you to say, hey, I think you're laying up. You know, <laughs> I think you can do something bigger than that. Yeah. Um, so awesome. Yeah. I, I put one thing that's helped me a lot to grow in this area is like reading the stories of men and women, women in scripture, but also of missionaries who have just mm-hmm. forsaken the comforts of this world, which is about as uncommon as you can be 
and just embrace lives of hardship and suffering in order to reap eternal fruit for the kingdom of God. And these are just everyday men and women all over the world who have heard the call of God in their lives, have counted the costs, and have just gone after the mission that God's given them. And it's just convicting for me when I read of people in Africa and the Middle East and wherever else, Asia, and they're suffering for their faith because, like, we don't experience that kind of suffering for our faith. But they're like have so much joy even in that because like Christ is everything to them. So I would encourage you like if you struggle in this area, like find a good biography about a missionary, um, look at different missions organizations, just familiarize yourself with like Mm. the hardship that people face every single day. Yeah, if you want to read a good book about that, it's called The Heavenly Man by Brother Leun. Yeah. Oh, Um, such a good book. It reads kind of like uh, The Lone Survivor. What is that book? But basically, it's like the Marine that goes. And yeah, like, Lone Survivor. Yeah, Lone Survivor. Yep. It reads like that, but it's a Christian level. I mean, it's the craziest story. Like, you're like, no. Yeah. Uh, so kind of a neat story to compliment. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, those would be some good things for you to try. Just as we kind of wrap up this show, I wanted Phil and I both to answer, honestly, just kind of what's one area of your life where maybe you're too comfortable currently? Mm. Yeah. I think TV. TV was okay. what you said uh that was like, oh, yeah, we're we're kind of in a routine of comfortability of after the kids go to bed, just kind of sit down and relax and watch watch a show. So I want to I want to kick that baby. OK, I want to I want to do some things like maybe play a board game or or get the old family challenge book out. And yeah. Figure out what we can do. So, yeah, from that, like what pillar do you feel like that would really benefit then? Mm, that's a good if question. you did that. I think relationships. Yeah. Your radical relationships. Yeah. Radical relationships health i would say stewardship vision i mean it could be all that faith like um i don't really see it affecting my work but i mean it probably could yeah yeah i said about you man yeah Yeah. the area where i'm too comfortable i mean like it's always gonna be in faith because there's room to grow but like we our pillar is fervent faith and like i don't know that i would characterize my faith as like fervent because that's like passionate intensity and i'm not saying like i'm trying to always have this emotional response but Mm. just kind of found myself in a season where i'm not as excited to like i'm in the word but i don't know that my heart posture is like Mm. like really wanting to i don't know just get to a deeper place in my intimacy with christ and like Mm -hmm. just found my prayer life lacking and kind of strayed from doing devotionals like with my wife. And so these are things that I've been convicted about. And when I was considering this question, I was like, okay, it's not going to be very fun to share, but it's, it's true. And so um, just to confess that and say like, I want to commit to, right. You know, being better in this area. It's going to be hard to lead an authentic life without being authentic yourself. Isn't it? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's hard to lead others to authenticity if you can't be authentic yourself. Right. Yep. Yeah, as we close, like just some practical steps that you can take to eliminate or at least expand your comfort zone. Like obviously pray and ask God where comfort may be an idol in your life. Disrupt your routine just by reframing stress. There's evidence to show that there's no difference between like anxiety and excitement. It's just a matter of perception. Mm. So like that's really interesting to me. Like an example would be if you're going on a date with someone you really like, you can either feel very stressed or anxious about what could go wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get food in my teeth or I'll fart or something. (laughs) 
Yeah. Or you could feel very excited at the prospect of what could go right. So it's kind of this glass half full versus half empty. Yeah. It's just a matter of like perspective. Mm-hmm. And then I would say like talk to a stranger. That seems like counterintuitive because when we're kids, we're told not to talk to strangers. But yeah. as you grow up into adulthood, like there are many benefits that come with interacting mm-hmm. with people you don't know. Yeah, I'd say easy way to do that is just like whoever's serving you at a table. Yeah. Talk to them. Like that's the easiest way to Yeah, at least get their name and ask them how their day is going. Yeah, thank them. Yeah. And then the last thing I would say is like attend one of our uncommon experiences. Deal. (laughs) So we'll include the link in that. But yeah, sign up and take that first step. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.